0: Welcome to Growing in the Gospel with Father Zach Weber. It is Corpus Christi Sunday. Carry on. Well, hope you're doing well, Father Zach. Here, and this is my third time trying to record this podcast, and I hope it's the devil trying to stop because I don't want to record it anymore. But I just want to say thank you for joining me, and and again, I started this about. Two, two and a half years ago, almost three years ago now being a priest here uh, to help us enter more into the Mass. And this Sunday is Corpus Christi Sunday, which means Body and Blood of Christ. And this is a source and summit of the Catholic faith. And I just, I just beg you as a, as a Catholic priest to take these readings seriously and really make it a goal uh, to receive the Lord worthily as we enter into Mass. And I'm, I'm pointing towards a sacrament confession. Just, just go Just go to confession. It'll heal our world of all these wounds that we keep seeing because you simply cannot give mercy if you do not receive mercy. And you simply cannot give divine life if you do not receive divine life, which is through the words of Jesus found in his body and blood and consuming his body and blood in the Mass. So as we pray, I hope this works. I hope this works. And if you have a Bible, go grab it. Turn to John six fifty one through 58 and call upon the Holy Spirit to change your life, to help you fall in love and stay in love with him who is the Eucharistic Jesus forever. And John six fifty one 51-58 says, Jesus said to the Jewish crowds, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. just as the living father sent me and i have life because of the father so also the one who feeds on me will have life because of me this is the bread that came down from heaven unlike your ancestors who ate and still died whoever eats this bread will live forever as a priest of jesus christ I just want to say this is very important to get right and this has been debated for centuries and mainly people forgot for the first at least 1500 years of Christianity the altar was the most important part of the church of worship and we've replaced that we've made it more about the message and Jesus is calling a lot I think a lot of us to to get back to basics and these are the words of Jesus so if you struggle with the Catholic Church's teaching, which is really the teaching of Jesus on the Eucharist, just really encourage you to pray, to have the courage to surrender to the truth, to bow to the truth. Because Jesus said, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. And if anyone eats this bread, he will live forever. And the bread I I shall give for the life of the world is my flesh. Now, when we come to Mass, it's about giving, not receiving. Because Jesus said, I will give you my, my body. We're called to give our bodies back. And anyone who calls the mass boring simply does not understand that they're called to give themselves. And they're called to give and re-give and give again. And Jesus, when he says, I shall give for the life of the world. Look at our world, you're seeing so much death. But he said, you'll find life in my flesh. So the future tense that Jesus is pointing to here points both to the cross, where Jesus surrenders his life for human sins, and to the Last Supper, which is the Eucharistic liturgy. So when we are at Mass, ask yourself, do you know where you are? We're at Calvary, my friends. We are at the Last Supper. There's only one Mass. There's only one priest And Jesus wants to feed you with the best food, which is his body and blood. And, and, and don't just let that slip. Don't just let that slide. Challenge yourself, let it never get old. Because even the Jews in our gospel, they say, well, how the heck can this guy do this? How can he give us his flesh to eat? And they're thinking of like cannibalism, but Jesus is talking about his risen body and blood. His glorified body and blood. And when he says truly, truly, or amen, amen, I say to you, he's saying, I swear by the truth and nothing but the truth and the whole truth. So help me God. He's saying, Get ready. I'm not messing around. He said, Unless you insert name here, he's speaking to you and me personally. Put your name in here. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Not Father Zach's words here. These are Jesus' words. And they're meant to cut to the heart. So Jesus is speaking literally and sacramentally. But you know, if he was just speaking symbolically or figuratively, or figuratively, you would know it. But he said, you have no life in you. And he's talking about divine life. And you have to ask, am I full of God's life or not? Now, if you're like me right now and you have allergies, that's hard to believe. My allergy has been killing me all day. I've been tired, a little bit cranky, a little bit irritable. But nonetheless, I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for the glory of God, right? And he calls me to be better. And when we talk about drinking his blood and eating his flesh, you know, that's forbidden under the old covenant, covenant law. You can see it in Genesis 9.4, Leviticus seventeen ten through 13 or even Deuteronomy 12-16. through 16. So to do so is to consume life. But not just merely life, like that that lower order, or you know. But Jesus is talking about, I want to give you supernatural life. So it does not pull us down to the level of animals like cows and sheep and goats and cats and dogs and stupid squirrels. It elevates us to become sharers in His divine nature. So Jesus wants to Christify you. He wants to divinize you. He wants to make you into a saint. Even little old you, who don't you don't think you can do it, you wants to do that, and he says, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood, has eternal life, and I will raise him on the third day, or the last day. I'm sorry. Now I just want you to imagine, because I want this word to stick in your mind. I want you to imagine Jesus or somebody slapping you, and after every time they slap you, they say the word trago, slap, trago, slap, T, R O G O. Trogo, right? So it's a Greek word for chewing or gnawing. So this, Jesus never used this word when he's talking about eating his flesh and drinking his blood before this. So there's a shift. So just imagine like shifting gears from first, second, third, fourth. And when you get to fifth and sixth, you're going. And everyone would have been like, whoa, singing back in their seats. And now Jesus uses this word trogo or trago four times in the second half of the bread of life discourse in verses 54, 56, 57, 58. Because before, he was using a common verb called estheo, which is just a common eating. So that change, that shift in vocabulary marks a change of focus and emphasis. Slap you in the face. Throw Like Remember that. Because the necessity of faith is known in the consumption of the Eucharist. So Jesus is using a graphic and almost crude connotation of this verb to add greater force to the repetition of his words. And it's not like it's just some dude talking. This is God made flesh. This is the Savior. This is the Messiah. This is the Meshiach, right? And he demands we express our faith by eating in a real physical way, his life giving flesh in the sacrament. For he says, my flesh is food indeed. My blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, remains in me, has communion, has fellowship, deep fellowship with me. And he said, he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me. And then he says, as the Father, living Father has sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who eats me, he who eats me will live because of me. So the question is, how do you eat Jesus? <laughs> how do you get consumed by Jesus. Well, you got to go to Mass, and you need a priesthood, because that's how Jesus did it. He needed the Holy Spirit. And he says, This bread which came down from heaven, this is the bread that came down from heaven, not such as the fathers, or your ancestors ate and died. But he said, He who eats this this bread will live forever. So Jesus is making comparison between the tree of life, which bore the fruit of immortality, and the bread of life, which we call the medicine of immortality. Which you can found in find in paragraph 1331 in the catechism. So I just want to encourage you to ask, how do, I, how do I eat Jesus? And it's kind of a weird question, but how do I eat him? How do I consume him? And how and, and, and how can he how can he do that? Well, it takes a lot of faith. Don't forget here, but just before this, Jesus fed the 5,000, right? And that's just counting the men. So you multiplied the bread or the bread and the fish, and you're thinking, well, there's probably children and his wives and, you know, that stuff going on there. So now you're looking probably between like 15 and 25,000. So right after Jesus does all this, and he says, are you going to leave me now too and John, in John, in later in the Gospel of John, they all leave. They said, well, this is Crazy. So a lot of people left, like thousands and thousands and thousands of people left over this teaching. And that's what keeps you Catholic. So when you're at Mass, I want to encourage you to ask, where am I? Am I in just a church? Or am I at the heavenly, heavenly wedding feast? Did you know you're at a wedding when you're at Mass? And the priest is standing in the person of Christ, and when the priest genuflects when he's at the altar for the Eucharistic liturgy, he doesn't genuflect once, not twice, but three times. But if you pause that moment of the Mass, he's proposing to you, insert name here, you are the bride, he is the bridegroom, and he wants to be one with you. It's not any coincidence that Jesus performed his first miracle at a wedding. And before we receive sacraments, we're called to go to confession to be in a state of grace so we can be that spotless bride for the bridegroom. And he wants to marry you. He wants to be one with you. He's always wanted to be one with you because that was the original plan in the first place. That original sin by Adam and Eve screwed it all up. And he loves you. And he wants to be with you forever. And he wants you to bring more people to the divine wedding feast. Most people are not ready for the intensity of what the Mass truly is. It's unfortunate. And you and I need to help others come. Come to the wedding feast. The song I'm going to close with is called The Promised Land by Mike Mangione. And, you know, this is the place, this is what Jesus promised. He said, I will feed you with true food. And you and I need to know this and live this and believe this. Not because Father Zach said so, but because, because Jesus said so. As you return to Masses soon, go to confession. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Rising moon. to feel i'm too weak to stay in so i'll dream tonight dragon stung, but I've seen the stars, now my wonder's won, so carry